LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Madeline Galea. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel centre ministry every Monday. What comes to mind when you think of HR? That it's boring, restrictive, it's an area you don't feel equipped in. It's something for the secular world, not for the church space. Well, welcome to a special mini-series of The One Thing, HR for Churches. How we lead our churches and ministry organisations is key. Um, It's really important uh, the health of our organisations to be pushing in and pressing into this topic. So if you're a senior minister in a church, a church planter, you're a leader of a parachurch organisation, or if you're on a staff in one of those organisations, we reckon this podcast is for you. Now we believe at the heart of human resources is a love for God's people. We want to see uh, all people protected. We want to see a healthy community that's loving each other. And important to that is leading with clarity uh, and leading with responsibility. Now, in this podcast series, we're not going to be able to do everything in these episodes, but we want to get the conversation started. So if any issues are raised that you'd like our help with, feel free to reach out to Reach Australia. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, meeting one-to-one with key leaders. Today, we have Raj Gupta joining us. So thanks for joining us, Raj. Pleasure, Maddie. Pleasure, Scott. Great to be here with you guys. Great to have you. So you are the Reverend Dr. Raj Gupta. You're an experienced pastor and and rector within the Sydney Anglican Church. I currently the senior minister of St. Paul's Anglican Church Carlingford, and you work with CMD as well in developing in the developing rectors program to train new ministers. And you're currently the interim co-director for CMD. Uh, So Centre for Ministry Development. um, What do you guys do? What's your purpose? Yeah, thanks, Maddie. Uh, worth saying, I, I, Archie Poulos has now stepped back as the director of oh, nice. the Centre for Ministry Development. Um, yeah. So, but I am continuing on with as the director of the Developing Rectors Program. Look, what we do, we want to help churches um, um, thrive and be healthy churches, so that they can reach more people for the Lord Jesus Christ. And mm. so, there's a whole lot of coaching that people do for Developing Rectors Program. Um, for particularly for people who are rectors stepping into the lead chair. Um, we realised a, a number of years ago that, that the most significant ministry transition someone makes is stepping into that lead chair. was absolutely no training around for how to do that. Um, yeah. But CMD also does a fair bit of consulting with churches. Um, so there's the kind of broad spread of, you know, what we do. Um, um, I could go on, but we, we're here to talk about other things, yeah. Yeah, no, but that's great uh, for people to find out a bit more. So today's episode, we're opening the topic of one-to-one meetings uh, between a leader and a, and staff members. So for some people listening, you guys might have uh, many one-to-ones. For others, you might be in a smaller church and you're the only staff member, uh, but you might have some key ministry uh, leaders who are not on staff that you could be meeting with. So Raj, in your estimation, what percentage of church leaders are regularly meeting one-to-one with their key leaders? <laughs> Um, that's that's a really hard question to answer. I, I, I have no idea what the answer to that is um, in terms of a percentage, but I do think my answer is not enough. And um, um, the stories you hear of 
the intention of leaders to meet one-to-one with people that is not matched with the reality of that happening is is a common story. Um, and it's not necessarily an intentional thing. People people want to meet one-to-one. It's about time. Things get crowded out. We're now in lockdown. Um, mm. An emergency comes up. And so th- it's an area that can just get squeezed out so easily. Raj, you've been... You know, you've you've done you've obviously grown up you know grown up in a church. You've done MTS. You've been a curate or a catechist, a student minister for a number of years. Uh, you've been part of a ministry team, and then you've led. You know, you're now in your second sort of uh, ministry where you're leading. You know, you're leading the whole church team. Was was there a moment in time where you went ah one on ones? I've got to make that a, a priority, or I wish I've had a one on one. You know, without mentioning names, but I'm I'm keen to hear just your experience of sort of personally just with one on ones. There was a point for me, Scott. Uh, I remember I started off, I was at rector at Toon Gabby and I just kept doing what I was doing as an assistant. I was in two different churches. We had staff meetings, don't get me wrong, but I, I wasn't seeing staff. So if I just focus on the staff space, I wasn't seeing staff outside of that. Mm. And I started a Doctor of Ministry course a number of years ago now and my first one actually was on this area of staffing. And I just came back from that with a profound conviction that I needed to do better in supporting staff. Um, I think previously I had viewed meeting with staff, or I hadn't really thought about it, to be honest. I just thought it felt like it was more checking up on people, if I can put it like that. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't that, but it just felt like that, both, I think, to me and, and others. And maybe that's indicative of my own previous experience sometimes. But I just realised then, I came back from that course and thought, no, I have to do better in supporting staff. Um, So what would you say about one-to-one meetings to those in smaller churches without that second staff member? You may not have a second paid staff member, but you Mm -hmm. have loads of people who are unpaid voluntary staff members. This is Ephesians 4, isn't it? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the the, um, um, people being equipped and empowered so that the body of Christ will be built up. So that's really helpful. You just talked then about at the moment at St. Paul's Carlingford, you've got eight to 10 staff. You're trying to create a culture where they're meeting with their key leaders as well. Um, How do you work out as a leader how many one-to-ones I should be having in the week? I think the answer to that will vary depending on on someone's position and different responsibilities. So, you know, if if there, there may be someone who has extensive youth ministry you know, responsibilities or extensive preaching responsibilities or um, the oversight kind of category or overseeing MTS. If you have more responsibilities in one area, you're only going to be able to do less in another area. Um, However, I also think it's just worth reflecting that even someone who doesn't have that degree of responsibilities, someone said to me the other day, they they had eight one-to-ones in a week on a regular basis. And I just feel like depending on a personal capacity, that is really getting up there. Mm. Um, it's emotionally exhausting work. It's, sorry, it can be emotionally also quite invigorating, I find. I, I love it. But, but yeah, you, you know, you, you, you can't – when I was doing ministry training, I was doing maybe 20 a week. It was great at that mm. stage, but that was the focus of what I was doing. And I was also in training. I was learning lots of skills. Um, that that was fantastic. It taught me how people worked like like nothing else. 
Um, yeah, it's really helpful to, 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 to get you to reflect on your own capacity, what you can do. Um, and I'm also hearing you, you help, help the person or help, help you recognize in your own role, you need to think through who do you need to meet up with regularly on a regular basis. So yeah. pushing into actually the, the nuts and bolts of a one-on-one, what should you actually do in a one-on-one meeting with a key leader? <laughs> Look, it's it's worth just saying different people approach it differently and also I think it depends on the role of the person. So yeah. I think there's there's always a bit of a discipleship goal that's happening as well. So it's not just a, you know, in a secular organisation, it's more about what you're doing, performance and so on. But I, I always, you know, I, I want to hear how they're going in their family life, in their personal life, in their relationship with God, you know, their, their mental health, their, their, mm. particularly at the moment, you know, the mental health issues one by one I'm just seeing people struggle with. But also I want to combine that with with then coaching about whatever it is that someone is doing. When you're talking about a leader, um, mm. I, I want to see them upskill a bit. So when it comes to a, if, if a staff member who has more structured responsibilities, I I've developed, and I talk about this in the CMD Leading Staff Workshop, um, a fortnightly check-in sheet that I actually ask people to fill in before we meet. And that is not about me checking up on them. That is about giving them a tool to reflect on themselves about what they're doing, um, to reflect on what their goals are, to reflect on how they're going in those goals, to reflect on how, you know, are, are there bottlenecks or barriers I can help them with. Now, that's really helpful that you you've already... <laughs> You've already got to raise one of the concerns that someone may have that with that. That oh, I feel like this is you're checking on me. This is, uh, but but actually, as a tool for reflection, helping a staff member see that this is what I'm trying to do with you, um, as well as a one-on-one is about you as a leader getting in front of things, making sure you know what's what's going on in a, in a staff member's yeah. workflow as well. Yeah, and I find that issue, Scott, of feeling like you're getting checked up on. I have found that's more in my head than in reality. Mm. Mm. So many people out there feel that their bosses have not cared about what they do mm. because they don't ask. And and that's the predominant environment that I keep hearing about. And so here is a way to, to give someone the opportunity to reflect on what they're doing. And then in the case of a staff member, we'll get together. I, I know we'll all be set up on Trello. And so the idea, we've had to change it for COVID and what we're doing at the moment. But but the idea is they've done some reflection themselves and I will then scan through things and I'll, I'll pick up on things I'm interested in and I want to know more about. We won't talk about everything. Um, mm. But usually I will ask, you know, what is the most helpful use of this time? Uh, in other words, what do they want to talk about? Yeah. Can so I... the sheet of paper is really, tr- it's kind of... Oh, it doesn't necessarily drive the meeting, but you're reflecting upon it, pulling out the key things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it might be key ask- things they, they bring or it might be some things I've been thinking about that I want to throw in. Sorry, Scott. Mm, yeah. But Raj, just in terms of uh, what sort of notes are you taking? Uh, mm-hmm. How do you prepare for the one-on-one as well? So you've asked your staff member to prepare. What about yourself as a, as a leader? On the, the Trello boards I've got set up now, there's there's a couple of different categories. One is things they want to raise with me. Um, and another another is I, things I want to raise with them. Um, now, here's an area I'm not partly the way that I work. So this is people have to work out how they work. But I, having done this now for a, you know a year or two, um, or maybe more, I I do find I'm 
I don't need the preparation time that I used to need. Hmm. Um, and I'm reasonably, you know, uh, if, if someone sends me that beforehand, I'm able to look at it either when they're with me or just before and pick out some key things. Um, because it's now electronic, you know, on my phone or whatever it is, I'm able just to add to that Trello board sometimes. Um, again, I'm not, I, I myself, it, it, now this works for me, but I understand it doesn't work for most. Um, um, you often need to get something down, you know, there. But I'm, I work more verbally, mm. you know, than, in, than that, yeah. In the toolbox in a moment, we'll, we'll share with you some resources with some, some, some plans. And as, as Raj says, there's a whole, whole bunch of different ways you can sort of carve up the one-on-one, but we'll give you a few different methods. But really helpful to hear just your experience of, of trialing and working out what works for you but also being aware of what works uh, for the staff member as well. So uh, having having that in mind. And, and really helpful to hear you reflect on your personality. I, Like me personally, someone who's really flexible and likes... <laughs> You know, likes kind of interrupting and, and jumping in on people through the through the day. Like I love the open plan office. Um, I found I found that's not how a lot of my staff member like to operate and work. <laughs> and so having a one on one where they get an opportunity to, you know, just have their list of things that they want to talk about and and me being actually forward thinking and going, Okay, I need to raise these things with them means that I'm a, a lot more uh, planned and I create a little bit less uh, anxiety in the office <laughs> you're good you're not that bad Scott. <laughs> hey so I, just I could a... duck out of this conversation and let you guys continue no 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 <laughs> I, it just it just you just raise you that just goes oh i've got to keep i got to get thinking about my own self and how i lead um how long should they be raj you know you, you mentioned that you there's a discipleship aspect um are they half an hour an hour mm. um look that varies i i Used to because I like talking. I that I used to be going for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm I'm now I'm now I do feel more than that. You sort of get diseconomies of scale, um, but mm. now I just find myself needing to keep them to an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one tension that some of our leaders uh, find is comes from the dynamic of a male senior minister and a female staff worker. Uh, so on one hand, the senior minister needs to support his female staff worker, you know, keep her accountable, equip her, encourage her, um, just as he would for the male staff. But on the other hand, he uh, he wants to not only be above reproach but be seen to be above reproach uh, in the way that he relates to her. So that can lead some ministers uh, to not meeting one-to-one with their female staff worker. What's your advice on this? Yeah, thanks, Maddie. Look, you've captured the issue so well in the way you've put it. So on the one hand is a concern for godliness and being above reproach. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes people fall down that, that end. We, we've come across this frequently. We actually consulted Cara Hartley about this, the Archdeacon for Women, who, who you can imagine is on the sharp end of talking to women about these issues. <laughs> and the overwhelming response from women working on staff teams is that they want to be treated just like the men. And so mm. it's not that hard to work out appropriate ways to meet with women. Mm. Um, go for a walk. I mean, at the moment, you know, some of my meetings are going for an hour of exercise with someone. So you can do that or or you can meet in an office. You know, all of our offices have glass kind of panels on doors and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but, look, it's a great godly concern to be above reproach. And obviously if there's something that is genuinely starting to happen in someone's heart, you need to 
that that sends you in a different direction that that needs mm. to be you know but you do need to meet with the women as you do with the men but just do so in appropriate ways mm, yeah yeah so have they have the same yeah. sheets and sorry sorry maddie no, no, I was just going to say I have a lot of memories of coming home after school and then it's like pouring with rain or really hot and gross and Dad's on the porch because he wouldn't go into the house, like a woman's shown up and you can't go into the house. And so I think there is like the reality of there's, it's inconvenient at times. Um, I think that is part of the reality, but the alternative is not to ignore women. Yeah, and that's not right. With you, them. The push, there, there's work it out because I'm hearing yeah. you, Raj, helpfully say, Women's women staff need to be met with just as much as male staff members, and it can be incredibly isolating for a female staff member mm. not yeah. meeting up with a senior minister on a regular basis to to again be uh, equipped and challenged in their you know in their workplace. So very early on, I just learned it was far better just to have a conversation with a woman staff member, be that a partial staff member or an admin staff member, and establish you know a rule that if my wife was not at home, we wouldn't meet at home. I actually found that was liberating, not just for me, but for them. Yeah, so. Yeah. There's clarity around that. There's clarity and it's just. Raj, are there any areas, any areas or questions that we haven't asked that we should have asked that you, you know, any sort of pressing things you go, oh, we need to talk about this? One-to-one meetings are one aspect of a bigger picture of staff meetings and staff meeting structures. So one-to-one meetings don't happen in isolation to other staff meetings. I think I just want to encourage senior, like if you're in the lead chair, be it lead pastor or senior minister or rector, whatever your preferred term is, the staff is not a distraction to your work. The staff is your work. But my colleague at CMD, Jill Fulcher, who has a you know, HR background, she would say that in a secular environment, a manager should spend 50% of their time with their staff. Mm. And, and most of us kind of, you know... <laughs> What are you talking about? When am I going to write the sermon? <laughs> um, now, for me, I think it's around about a third, but it's not just one-to-ones. It's also the staff team meeting. That That's mm. part of a dynamic. And then part of the issue in one-to-ones is I have to be attuned to how every staff member is relating to each, every other staff member. Mm. So that's another thing I'm looking for. Um, mm. In that, and so some of those issues, if someone has a personal disaster or there's a staff relational issue or whatever it is, those issues I think are far then then you then rise to the top of the importance mm. of a one to one. Yeah, good. What's the one thing you want to say about one to one meetings? Diarize them and make sure that they happen. My pattern mm. is there's a every fortnight. There's a, it's in the diary, occasionally the arrangement is sometimes it's not going to happen, they're going to have something on, I'm going to have something on, but if it's in there every fortnight, if we miss one, then it's not too long till there's another one. If you work the other way, I have found they just don't happen as regularly. Yeah, yeah that's great. Scott, what's in the toolbox? Well, in the toolbox, Raj has already mentioned a number of times the CMD uh, training course, uh, Leading Staff. Now, that's a two-day workshop that you can do face-to-face, but it is also online. So I'll put a link um, in the show notes to the Leading Staff online course as well. And if you jump on the website, you'll be able to find out more about that. Uh, I'll give you a couple of uh, just links to uh, Manager Tools podcast. Uh, They call one-to-ones the single most effective management tool. And so they've got some really helpful uh, podcasts to get you uh, thinking into this space 
Um, and I'll give you a, a link to a, just a download sort of template of uh, questions if it's something you haven't done before. Also, uh, really just to help you think, think in and press into this further, as Raj has already mentioned at the end there, one-to-ones sit in the context of other meetings. So meeting with your senior leadership team, ministry team meetings, you know that wider staff meeting. So a book by Lencioni, Death My Meeting, really helpful just to jump in the back, dive in and think through the different meetings that you can have uh, as a church and work out you know where one-on-one sit in there. The other one as well is you're going to be dealing with yourself in this as well. And so I'd encourage uh, any senior ministers or senior uh, pastors who are listening into this podcast who are, are still kind of working out whether this is for them or this is something they should do grab the book uh, Leadership Pipeline and read uh, read the chapter on, on making the jump from being a manager to, to leading an organisation and think through the value adjustment that you need to um, to make and uh, and hopefully you'll see the importance of uh, of being a leader. Raj, really, really helpful, uh, really great to have you push into this and uh, really good to hear your experience and your openness has been really uh, helpful today. So thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Madeline Galea. Chat soon.